everyone, Glenn and Frederick. We're here for another Property Guys podcast. Yeah. Local Spotlight. The Local Spotlight. We're having a lot of fun doing these local spotlights. Yeah, yeah. Where are we today? So today, we're all the way up at Oak Mountain Winery. Mm. And it's up here in the heart of Temecula. Mm-hmm. Good old wine country for all of us. You know, everyone in San Diego, we come up here, you do the Temecula tour, you get on the party bus, get all the drinks, get the wines, have a Limos. good time. Yeah. Oh my goodness. You couldn't ask for a better time when you do this type of stuff. Absolutely. So we're here with Marcus. Marcus, tell us kind of uh, what your position is and, and how long you've been here. Kind of, kind of. Of course, of course. Yeah, name is Marcus Wallace. I am our event manager, event coordinator here at Oak Mountain. Uh, been here for about three years total. Been in the wine industry yourself for about probably about fifteen years. Oh, well, so yeah, excellent. I know a lot about wine country. Lived in Temecula for about twenty-seven years, so I've seen this place go oh, really? from little tiny little place to what we are now. So yeah, yeah definitely. So it was, it was nothing back in the day. Two gas stations, <laughs> Carl's Jr., nothing out there. Yeah, not to so the what, other point. So. The, the first winery I remember coming to up here uh, was uh, uh, the one with the uh, almond champagne. That's uh, Wilson Creek. Wilson Creek. Wilson Creek's mm-hmm. been here for a very long time. Yeah, and Callaway. Those Callaway. are the two I remember. Yeah, yeah. yeah was one of the papers. originals as well out here too. Okay. So, yeah. Us personally, we just hit 15 years just recently here for yeah. Mountain ourselves. So. And then Ponte, where does they fit in up here? Ponte is on the other side over there. They're one of the bigger ones as well yeah. with Wilson Creek and South Coast. Um, yeah. On this backside over here, Deportola Road, um, kind of more mom and pop shops is what you get on this backside with us. So kind of popping up. Currently up to about 70 wineries out here in Temecula now. Wow. So we're getting to. So. Wow. Good. So what, So the for those watching the podcast, I don't know which camera I'm on, maybe that one, I'm not really sure. But, <laughs> so you have different wineries, or wine regions, I should say, in California. So yes. you got, you know, you got Napa. You've got, uh, got Lodi, mm-hmm. Sonoma, Sonoma, mm-hmm. San Ynez, um, and then you said Lodi, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, but Southern, really, Southern California is this is Southern California's wine country. So we've got was like 19 million people, I think, within this area? Yeah. two and a half hours. A small pretty area, yeah, 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 that's for sure. So. so it's like Los Angeles, Orange County, Inland Empire. San Diego County, and so this is a big destination. It has become, yeah. Uh, last year, Temecula was voted one of the top five wine destinations in the entire world. Really? So it's getting a name out there as far as wow. being not just America anymore, it's being a world renowned that we grow some amazing wines out here, so it's getting wow. a name out there. That really didn't take that long in retrospect. No. With what the time frames we were just talking, and it's number five in the world. Number five in the world. I'm talking 60 years total that we've been out here wow. planted, you know, and trying to figure out what Temecula was going to be. You didn't realize it was going to be what it is, and yeah. you know, now it's wine country. So yeah, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. Well, so I'm what, tasting the proof of how awesome yeah, what this are, wine yeah, is right now. <laughs> what, are, what are we drinking? You guys are doing yeah. the Mouvedra right now. Okay. So okay. medium-bodied French wine. So, right. you know, not going to have super heavy tannins with it. Not a heavy body with it is either as well. So one of my favorites, along with our tempered Neo that we have here. So one of our good ones. That's one of the things I really like. all your wines, but. <laughs> so to, to be honest, I'm a member here at this winery, so maybe I'm a little biased. But what I have enjoyed <laughs> through the years here is that. They, they grow and they, they have varietals that you don't see at other places in, in Temecula. Like, yep. I noticed there's a, a Malbec. Yeah. You, know, you don't see that up here. Very rare Malbec. You know? We put it inside of a Hungarian barrel, so it gives off very different flavors as well that comes out with it. Um, one of the very rare varietals that we do here is a Pinotage. I don't know mm-hmm. if you guys have ever had one of those. It's yeah. a South African varietal. 17 acres in California. We own about four of them. So oh, it's wow. a very rare. You're not going to find when you come out here very rare. We are known for our raspberry sparkling wine. Yeah, yeah. So I think oh, people come out here to check out, sure. of course, too. So, so what's the... Um, 
flavor profile of a Pinotage? The Pinotage is going to be more a minerally, kind of okay. earthy type of wine. So okay. if you've ever had a South African, like a Petit Syrah, something along those lines, you kind of have, some people love that dirty kind of taste to yeah, a I wine. Yeah, call it very rooty. Exactly. There yeah. you go. Exactly what you get with it. Like uh, rock flavors sometimes. Okay. People absolutely love it. Flavors of banana come along with it too. So, oh, interesting. Yeah. Nice. So anytime we have somebody that comes here from South Africa, it's our number one go-to <laughs> right away. Yeah, and then so. you're saying you have a Hungarian barrel? Yeah. We do three, types, three different types of oak. So we do French, Hungarian, and American. Okay. So those are where the flavors come from, from every single red wine. Whatever oak that it's been sitting in, that's going to give off your flavors. A cherry, vanilla, chocolate, blackberry, okay. whatever it's coming from. There's nothing added to your wine. It's all properties of the oak that it's been sitting okay. in wow. the time. So. so take us through, uh, for those at home watching, take us through maybe the dummy's guide yeah. to making, like, from it's growing to yeah. it's in a barrel. Of course, yeah. yeah. So, take, take us through that. So two different ways. Obviously, you have a white wine. So out there, when you have grapes, every grape starts off as a green color, no matter which one it was originally. Okay. What will happen is eventually they'll go through a change known as veraison. That's when they'll change into the purple color, which is actually happening right now. If you guys go out there and look at it, it's actually going so on So this right is now. the time of the year it This does is the that. best time to see it. You're going to see cool. green okay. grapes, purple grapes, all changing we'll at this particular time. Yeah. So, yeah. so <laughs> what we do with the white wines is those go into the fermentation tank. Those are in bottles three months later. Once we add yeast to them, those don't have to go through a barrel process. Wow. Our Chardonnay and our Roussan do because we put them inside of a steel barrel. Okay. So you guys have heard of an oaky Chardonnay? Yep. Mm-hmm. Ours is not oaky here. Ours is more of a buttery Chardonnay because Very it goes buttery. inside of a steel barrel. Exactly. Got so it. for the red ones, a lot more goes into that. Right. So those are going to go from the vine into the destemmer, into the fermentation tank, into a barrel. Typically for about three years is what oh, our wow. wine's going to be in. So that's where the color will come from. It'll sit in there with the peel skins and the wine. Okay. Over the three-year period, that's where the word jammy comes from, body, structure, okay, all gotcha. those good things that you mm. had. So never I'm had learning peel- so much. <laughs> yeah, never had a peel skin. We'd always have a white wine. You know, Out here in Temecula, I've noticed are very popular are rosé wines. We have mm-hmm. a white cab, white Merlot, sure. white Zin, white Grenache. Um, 100-degree days, those are something you want to drink. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's 8% yeah. alcohol. You don't want to have the 16% alcohol red wine that you normally have. So, right. so those ones would be called being, um, being called poolside wines out here in Temecula. Very, very popular wines. Okay. So, yeah. so the skins are actually still in the barrels yep. to develop color? For the color, yep. Yeah, if it. you never okay. had a skin, you would never have a red wine. That's where it always comes and then, from. And then really? when, when the barrel's done and you guys get ready to bottle it, then what happens from there? So there? typically with the barrel, it has about two-year lifespan for us. So you're okay. talking maybe like a seven-year lifespan. Um, after that, it does not give off the same flavors. It doesn't have the same oh. oak inside of it that was going to give off flavors anymore. At that point, it's it's going away to something else. Um, Whiskey cool. barrels, I think? I was going to say, the cool thing right now yeah. is that other industries are taking them over from us, and yeah. they're using them that way. So right. um, one of the best wines I've ever had in my life was a Zinfandel infused inside of a bourbon barrel. Absolutely oh, wow. amazing wines. So you're seeing a lot of them that are infused in whiskey barrels, bourbon barrels. They're just all playing around with the industry right now, which is kind of cool to see. Yeah, you kind so, of crisscross. Yeah, yeah, we're not going to use them. There's no point for us anymore. Sure. Might as well let somebody else benefit from them. So. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, like we were at Abnormal, the whole process of alcohol making in general is very creative. Yeah. And these are all these little pieces you can play with to really get the flavor profiles to change. It's a big difference. So whoever the winemaker is, you yeah. can go from right across the street. Our Tempranillo over here can be completely different from his over there because he, he grew it differently. He put it in different barrels. It's sure. all completely different. So you're 100% right with that. Yeah. 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 It's amazing. So when you're... At, you know, tell us what you know about this. Obviously, you didn't per se start the wine, but... I'm sure you've been around long enough to see it. So take us through, like, how difficult is it to, you know, people have dreams. I'm going to own a winery. I'm going to live in this house. Yeah. I'm going to have people, you know, come to my property and yeah. I'm feed them one. <laughs> So what are kind of the hurdles? Like, let's say here in Temecula, for example. You're looking for a piece of land. I'm sure it's got to be ag land probably, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, 
but what it like what's a process you know and, and what how intensive is it how long does it take from when you purchase property you start planning to now you have one to start okay when you start doing it when you first find your property when you're first getting started you're going to have to find vines to be able to put into the ground if you already have planted vines you can start harvesting that year and start going from then on okay if for some reason you had to actually put seeds into the ground you're looking at a three to five year startup because it takes that time for the vine to actually grow so if you're starting that most of the time you get graft vines already so they're ready to go you start that way um, as far as being able to like rejuvenate your costs, it takes probably a lot of time to get that money back. Hmm. This place that we're in right now is about $10 million that it costs to build this entire structure here. So right. there's still... Well, speaking still of this structure, we're in talk about it, the yeah. cave. Huh? Yeah. And this, well, I was reading, I was doing a little homework. This is the only underground cave hmm? in Temecula or in the world? In no. Temecula. Temecula. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay, the, first, right. the first and only man-made mine cave in Southern California. Yeah. That's what we call it. Correct. The yeah. only so, man-made cave yes. in Southern California. Yeah. Because you don't find natural ones, we had to actually build it. So you had to dig into the side of the mountain, you know, and then uh, it took us about four years to finish this thing. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's the only one that you're going to see because we ran into a lot of problems finishing it as well, too. So, yeah. Construction under Earth is a lot harder than on top of it. Exactly. Yeah. We're roughly about 100 feet underground right now is where we're sitting. Yeah. There's one, there's one in, uh, I've been to Everly and Pastor Wibbles. They have, they have one. Once you head up north, you run into a lot I think this has developed a little more, to be honest with you. There's a little older. I think this might be a little larger. Is it? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And the other thing that's kind of interesting is they do, uh, up there they do uh, cave cheese, they call it. And they actually cure the cheeses in oh, really? some corner of the cave. Oh, okay. Because yeah. <laughs> oh, the, the temperature's right. No okay. offense to cave the cheese. <laughs> I don't know about that. Cave cheese. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. No cave cheese for me. No, he's like, no. So what's, what is your favorite uh, wine that you guys produce? My personal favorites are Tempranillo. Okay. Right now. Mine so is too. It, is it? Yeah. Spanish love, wine, medium body. Yeah. yeah. And with that one, it, it harvests a little bit earlier. Spanish in Spanish, Tempranillo in Spanish means early rise. So what that vine actually does, the grape grows a little bit earlier than all the rest of the grapes do. Uh-huh. So we pull it off earlier. So in time, and what you get with it is a little more even body, not so heavy with it as well. Too. Yeah. So yeah. So, so how how long does? There's a few questions about about vines, mm-hmm. sure. about the plants. So. They're the lifeblood of the winery, right? Yeah. So how long will a vine live, a plant, right? Yeah. And then two, when you're dealing with things like the water issues we're having right sure. now, right? Yeah. I know that I know they're very resilient, but do you guys irrigate? Do you not irrigate? Yeah. And what's kind of the trade-offs with that? Yeah, so irrigation, definitely. We have a drip system. Depending on which varietal it is, they depend upon demand more water versus other ones. Gotcha. Typically, Cabernet Sauvignons are the most expensive vine because they demand the most water. They yield the least back to us as well. So that's typically why they're the most expensive grape that you find around here. Okay. Um, but on the irrigation system that all we have here, for example, 2018 when we had that heat stroke, which yeah. seemed like it was across the world was a heat stroke, mm-hmm. Temecula took a very, very bad hit. Um, Perspective-wise of how bad it was for us in particular is we usually do about 12 tons of Chardonnay grapes. Yeah. We produced two tons that year. Oh, wow. That's, That's really how bad it was. Huge hit. It was just too hot. We had a temperature of 119 degrees one day, 110 the next, 112. Right. So what you do is you have to harvest earlier than you want to, yeah. which means you don't get as much juice back. So flip it around, got to 2019. We got more rain in Temecula than I've seen in this place in about 15, 20 years. You guys remember that? Yeah, yeah. All the flowers and the super bloom and all that. So our normal two tons of Pinotage was nine tons in 2019. So the biggest difference between that rainfall, it can't be too hot. It has to have that good balance between everything that you're looking for to be able to grow all those grapes. So So is there any truth to, uh, you've ever seen seen that movie Bottle Shock? Yeah, yeah. So is there any truth to that, which is... The harder you make the vines work to produce the grapes, that the more vibrant they are. It's it's. I think every winemaker has their own beliefs of how they want to go about things, mm-hmm. and you can't say that they're wrong because you really don't know. 
over around here at the corner, we have Chapin. Um, what he does is he loves to play classical music to his vines. <laughs> if you go over there, you're sitting on the tasting room, Love you're going to hear Bach and Mozart. He has huge speakers in his vines. It's called Dancing with the Vines. So he thinks that helps his grapes grow. So in any particular moment you think it is what you want to do, what our winemaker does is two weeks before he's going to pull those grapes off the vine, cuts off almost all their water supply. So what that does, it freaks ah, them out a little bit. So right. what we think is it pushes more juice into the grape, it, it more skin on down. Exactly. So okay. about two weeks before, basically they're getting about 10% of their normal water supply, so they freak out a little bit, a little more juice inside the grapes, a little more skin on the tannin. So. And then how, how, long, how long will a grapevine live? They can go for a long time. Yeah. I consider it kind of like, like testosterone in a man. Um, the older you get, the less you have. <laughs> so they last 40 years? There is a vine in Temec- uh, not Temecula, up north still, about 100 years old. Oh, wow. So, But it doesn't produce a lot more grapes yeah. anymore. It's very, very limited. But yeah, they'll last for a long, long time. It's and then good. you were talking about if you're starting a winery, you're buying grafts. <laughs> so where where do those grafts come from? Do they, like for example, yeah. like a Sangiovese, mm-hmm. would it typically be an Italian uh, mm-hmm. But do you get it from Italy, or is it regional? Uh, we have that out here as well. Yeah. The nice thing about Oak Mountain is we are 95% estate-grown, which means right. that every single wine that you try here is all grown on our property. Yeah. Okay. So the only one that we don't grow here is a Riesling and a, a Gerberts Demeanor because they are sweet wines. We can't grow sweet wines in Temecula. Yeah. But other than that, everything's grown right here in the property, So, um, which is saying a lot about Temecula. It's very hard to usually do that. You usually get grapes from outsourced locations, but our yeah. Sangiovese is grown right here. So if somebody needed a graft Sangiovese vine, we can give that to them, and gotcha. they can start that way. Okay, yeah. so so is it sort of like, uh, I don't want to go to horse racing, but it's sort of like that where you can say, hey, I've got some real you know, awesome, excellent Sangiovese vines, I can graft them and I'll sell them to you, yeah. and it kind of continues the lineage, is that kind of the idea? It's almost exactly the way it works. If ever there's a year like 2019 where we did really well in extra grapes, yeah. we'll give them away to other wineries. So gotcha. Just kind of okay. help them out a little bit. That's nice. good. <coughs> yeah. Excellent. So, the other thing that's, I think, interesting, and we were asking, the, uh, uh, what was the guy's name? Stormy's back there. What was the guy's name from Abnormal? I can't remember his name now. Matt. Matt, thank you. We both have a Matt as well. Let you know this. Yeah. Thank you. You're the best. Um, so, we asked an interesting question, which was, like, when you're scaling a business uh, with breweries or wineries, I think, there's different formulas. Like, some people might say, okay, I want it like Callaway. Back, maybe not now, back in the day, like, they, they produced a lot wholesale and you'd see it in stores and yeah. bonds and it was everywhere right and then some people are like no I want to be boutique and I want to have limited production mm-hmm. and only sell it to out the front door or to members yes. so kind of what's the formula here I think it really depends on the winemaker and what he wants to do because you can take your wine and get it into stores Wilson Creek for example yeah. you can go to any yeah, winery any any grocery store and you're going to run into a lot of their wines there sure so the only downfall is that is you become a little bit more corporate yeah. um, you don't have that mom and pop feel whereas like right. you say you come here you can only buy our wine here yeah. so yeah. you have to come do it online or you get the feeling of actually going to a winery to buy it so some like it both ways some prefer yeah. having them outsourced so they can do the entire thing yeah. some prefer it inside, inside house so what, what percentage hold on yeah, Marcus sorry, loves wine so much <laughs> he's crying I he's saw that he's crying over here <laughs> I saw he's that. literally choking. crying choking. He's choking. he loves <laughs> he loves it so much he's getting caught up in it <laughs> <laughs> I just love wine I love my wine Ants just mentioned how we've, they've gone from 200 guests to right. 2,000 guests yeah. uh, a day a day yeah. so that's a huge jump and then it's all because of how good this wine is. I know. It's fantastic. That's, that's really key. I was telling him, uh, Marcus, the reason I joined as a member 15 years ago is I came in, that little tasting room, it was Steve, and I can't remember the lady's name, but she had glasses, she had steel platinum hair, 
She's very nice. Maybe. She was here a long time, but it was just him and her. And I tried their Zinfandel and it was fantastic. Like yeah. amazing. And I'm like, how do you do this? And he's like, well, if you want to be a member, I'm like, I'm in. <laughs> Got you. Yeah, right. <laughs> Only members get the secrets. <laughs> I'm in. Of course. We have another adventure coming very shortly. We have a distillery. It's putting distill in the Distilling. I love it. Distilling. So you guys heard it first here. Wow. Yeah. The distilling will start Definitely here. excited um, about that here. So. What, what are you guys going to be distilling? Uh, we're going to be distilling tequila, brandy. right? Brandy. Tequila. Yeah. So not Whiskey many wineries brandy. out here have a liquor license. So no, we'll I love tequila. tequila to do this. So yeah. Whiskey, brandy, and tequila. That's awesome. Yeah. Wow. Way to break that on the Property Guys yeah. podcast. Yeah. Breaking news. Breaking news. <laughs> I think one distilling. Of, one of the things that I oh, do. Oh, Mountain Winery. You know what I love about wineries is that. And it must be great to work at a winery because everybody's generally in a really good mood when they come here. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You want to come have a good time. It's a place where you come. You drink yeah. wine. You yeah. have good food. It's social. Yeah, it's definitely a social event. Yeah. Yes. That's why people like it. Absolutely. It's fantastic. So, I mean, let's go back. We went into kind of the wine, the business, the start yeah. of it, the grapes, the vines, the creativity. What about the events? So, like, how many events do you have here? What type of events do you run? Yeah. And, like... Tell people more about that side yeah. of this. So over here at Oak Mountain, we're the do- most dog-friendliest winery that you're going to find. So <laughs> let everybody know that. They're more than welcome to come. What makes us different is we actually have a wine, um, a, a dog menu. So they'll cook for your dog as well. They're allowed to come into the tasting tasting room. Um, Main reason for it is we do a lot of dog charities here too as well to help out with that. I think that's a fantastic niche. Mm -hmm. It's a great way to like really get people to come here. I brought brought Daisy. I brought brought Daisy here before. Yeah. Yeah. So to that extent, we do doggy events that we do. Usually twice a year we'll do doggy date night, we call it. We have one coming up, Cause for Positive. It's a charity event that we have coming up. We have those. 21st, the 21st of August, coming up, so very soon. Um, we do murder mystery dinners twice a year. Oh, we did, that's we did, cool. Yeah, we did just one last last Friday, two Fridays ago. It was casino night. Did the butler do it? I don't, I don't remember <laughs> who it was. The, the wife, butler wife, wife, did it? I was the wife. angry wife. It was the wife. Dang so. it. Yeah, it's either one of the two. I don't blame her. So other than that, um, this past Sunday we had a, an entertainment group come with a lot of bands, and they sang about 250 people here. We did a buffet for them. Nice. Um, we do weddings, of course. Very of course. popular weddings, yeah. engagements, pretty much anything you guys can think of. So yeah. very nice because everything's getting started up again without you know a year of not being able to do stuff. So everybody's getting back to getting married, getting their birthday parties yeah. together again. Back, again, all back stuff, to the so. normal times. Exactly. So yeah, normal so pretty much times. Here. Yeah. 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 So it sounds like you have you have a good time working here. It's, it's enjoyable. enjoyable. Definitely yeah. enjoyable job. Yes. Yeah. 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 People that come in and everything. Like I said all the members and everything. It's it's good to be somewhere where you've gotten to know them as well. So you get to know you know get so that grow. relationship. Yeah. Hundred percent. So it's awesome. So what's the what's the next genesis of Temecula, just in general? I mean, you guys, I think, are supportive of each other because the more people that come here, the better, the better. The reputation is the better. Uh, it's get very communal. Um, I notice every year there's a couple of wineries that open up. So yeah. uh, are there more that you guys know about that we haven't heard about that are opening up? Or? Uh, there's Deep Portola Estates. Not called Deep Portola Estates anymore. Altisma. So right next to us right here, a brand new one's about to open up okay. um, right next to us. I haven't heard any other ones. Europa Village just did a, uh, an overhaul of yeah. their winery as well, so a couple new tasting rooms over there. Okay. Um, I know there's words of at least 20 to 30 more wineries coming out here. Yeah. So it's just it's so popular. People are taking a steak. Our soil content's so good for growing out yeah. here. Right. Temperature. Everything about Temecula that people are coming out here and wanting to you know, put a little bit of money right, right. out here. So where are these 30 wineries going to go compared to where we're, like where we're sitting right now? It would seem to keep stretching out east? It would seem like more that direction. Yeah. Out okay. that way. Um, uh, 
Anza area and stuff like that too, All right. so until we run out of area. So, but they'll keep yeah. coming as long as we have space. That's for sure. Well, we're going to be number one in no time. Definitely <laughs> having these wineries growing up. That's what we're hoping, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, I'd say this. One of, one of the reasons you want to come to Mecca is to try specifically Oak Mountain Winery. Yep. The wine's fantastic. I can honestly, although I, there was one wine one time, you guys might remember this, like six or seven years ago, it had this weird smell. If you drank it, it tastes fine. But it had the weirdest smell. It's like a no, it was a red wine. It was like C I S. Oh, Cinso. Yes. It was an odd one. Yes. A Cino with a lot of earth. But besides that, I yeah. think everyone at Pedro's been fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> all good wines now. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But or, generally, like. So Frederick's the member, and I come here and I get to, you know, have some of his wines with him. But every time I look at the menu, like I was saying earlier, all the wines like I like drinking, you have them here. You make them, and then you knock them out of the park. Like the Grenaches, the Tempranillos, the Monferes, the Cayman Red. Yeah. Like all this, all this stuff is fantastic. Just, yeah. There's not a bad one, I think, yeah. on the menu. Yeah. And also with us, too, is our restaurant here. Top Nose Restaurant, voted one of the best in the Food's great. Empire, so. yeah. yeah, that's one of the best things about us, too. And obviously, food's meant to be paired with wine, so come yeah. here and try, you know, try your food along with the paired wine and everything, too. So, yeah. um, we do cave tours here, also, so you guys can let them know. Um, every day, we do them at 11 and 2. It's a tour of the property. comes along with a wine etiquette class. We teach you how to drink the wine properly, nice. and then we pair it with the meats and cheeses. Uh, Love it. Get you to the right way that's too, cool. So like yeah. And then when you do your wine like this, yep. and then you caught, then you get to look at its legs yep. coming down the glass. Look at you. Glenn knows what he's talking about. Look at yeah, you, right? Look you got, at you. And there's a lot of fruit on the nose. There you go. You know, I like my wines. Like, I like my women medium-bodied. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the same way. I'm the same way. I always tell my wife, I like my wine dark and a little bitter. It's <laughs> like, like my women. <laughs> so, uh... It's been a pleasure just talking with you. Appreciate you very much. Well. Thank you for doing this. Thanks Everybody, for all please come up to Temecula. Support all these local wineries. This is Southern California's wine region. Support it. Yes. Come up from San Diego. Come up from L.A., Orange County. Come visit. Come to Open Mountain Winery. You'll love it. Make this your destination. Have fun. Thank you, guys. Peace, guys. Bye, guys. Talk to you guys.